You're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala. Hey, aloha, Kohala, and it's Kuka uh, Kuka with Kalani. It's uh, 7 o'clock, June 22nd, and you're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala. Uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but I uh, couldn't play our, our usual theme song of. Uh, uh, John Kiave, uh, Okako Kapoi, We the People. Yeah, I tried as I might. I couldn't uh, get it going. Anyway, I'm sitting here with uh, Kavika. How's it going, Kaviks? Oh, fine, thank you. <laughs> How's everything going with you? Same uh, same Yeah, could be better. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I tried and tried, but uh, I don't know what's happening. Uh, I couldn't uh, play the theme song for some reason. Mm. Can you sing something? Uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 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 we have a guest tonight. Uh, uh, he was gonna come to the station, oh. but last minute. <laughs> no, yeah, last minute. No, he, he didn't chicken out. Mm. He was. Uh, he, he found out that he had to take somebody to the airport. Oh. And uh, he lives in Waikoloa, and so, but he has to leave home at 8 o'clock. So anyway, uh, he's going to call in. Okay. And uh, we can talk with him then. But, uh, yeah, this is a bummer, you know. I, I, I look forward to always playing John Kiyavis or no fooling. Uh, We the People, you know. That just gets us into the mood. But for some reason, I don't know, i got to check with uh, the technician guys. You know, mm. every time I, I click on it, it disappears. So I just, I don't know. It's like, that. it's not happening. That's funny. Um, I, the last few days, um, things have, going, ha- have gone in that direction for oh me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know, the technology is great, but if it ain't working, it ain't worth uh, yeah. being. So, uh, uh, that, that, it's an ongoing situation, I guess, with everybody. Cannot play the song. Um, don't know what's happening. Uh, technology is great, but it ain't working. I mean, I was in here early. Yeah. You know, to set up, you know, everything. And, um, yeah. I mean, I kept on, you know, typing in the Okako uh, Okapoe. Yeah. And then it would, it would just, I don't know. Erased itself or something. Mm. Like it doesn't exist. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, there we are. Uh, I know a lot of you look forward to hearing that. Uh, John Kelvin <laughs> <Yeah>. number. <laughs> I, I, I do. Lo- I love it. I look forward. You know, sure. It, it kind of gets things going and you, know, you get yeah. the beat going. Yeah. And, you know, John has a great Head voice. nodding. Yeah. He has mm. a great voice. Yeah. Great uh, uh, instrumental player. And... Um, you know, it, it reminds me of Auntie Sarah Pule, who translated oh, the song from yeah. English to Hawaiian, and then uh, Dobo, who, you know, wrote the words for it, and mm. John composed the music, you know. Yeah. And it just uh, all these koala people just, you know, remembering, remembering them. And uh, while well, John is still there, still doing his thing. Yep. And, uh, but uh, Dobo and Auntie Sarah is, uh, mm. you know, uh, gone home. Oh. I remember taking a, a Hawaiian, Hawaiian uh, language class with her um, at a community center. The, the 
elementary school in Hala'ula. And she made it so funny, so interesting. Oh, she could be a real rascal. Oh, yes, she could. (laughs) (laughs) uh, She'd tell you straight up. You know, she'd tell you straight up. Yeah. You know, what she's thinking, you don't got to guess. Right. Uh, she was uh, nature. You know, she oh. was uh, quite a woman. Hopefully. In fact, I gotta share something. No, no, I don't think I will share that. Wow. <laughs> Here's a piece of nostalgia. As we we talking here, trying to fill in these few minutes. Uh, oh, I'm here's our guest. He's calling in. The All beer. right. Hey, Tim, you there? I'm here. Oh, right on. Okay, we're in business now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling in, Tim. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't play a theme song, so that usually takes about uh, four or five minutes. And <laughs> it, it gets us into the mood, you know. But anyway, uh, I'm sitting here with Kavika, and the reason why I had invited you to come on the show, Tim, and, you know, from time to time, uh, people come up to me and say, Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Ah, I enjoy listening to your program, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll say, you know what, I think you should talk about this, you know, this topic. For example, like uh, we did one on emergency preparedness. And uh, Terry Takata was the one who came up to me and said, hey, Jeff, you know, you should do one emergency preparedness. Because from her experiences, yeah, uh, yeah. when the power goes out, you know, your plastic's not going to work. And if you don't have cash, you're in dire straits. <laughs> you know, and she wanted me to, uh, you know, talk about that on the radio. And uh, we, we invited some people to talk about emergency preparedness. Not only uh, power outages and how you need to keep some cash on at home, but, you know, some other stuff. But the reason why I invited you, uh, by the way, folks, uh, we're listening to, uh, we've got Tim Ashcraft. He's the uh, manager of the Koala Credit Union, also of Honoka, right? Yeah, I'm also the uh, Honoka branch manager. So you're the branch manager of both branches. Uh, how Correct. long have you been at the Koala branch? Oh, off and on. Uh, I've actually been with Hawaii Community Federal Credit Union. I uh, started in 1997, uh, but I was first the branch manager in Kohala in 1998 to 2005, and uh, then I opened up our Kaloko facility in 2006, and I love Kohala so much, I went to uh, Lock Me Had Retired, I uh, welcomed the opportunity to be able to come back and uh, serve the community of Kohala and Honaka. So I've been back in Kohala since uh, November 2016. Mm. Wow. So you started back in 1997? Correct. How old were your kids? <laughs> back when I started? <laughs> Uh, my my son was uh, was just born in 1997. Yeah, so I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah so remember. they uh, they used to they used to come to work with me in Kohala. Um, yeah, sometimes. So I, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, how old are they now? Uh, yeah, my son's 26 years old, and uh, my daughter's 20. My daughter's 22, and uh, just a recent college graduate. So very oh. proud to have two uh, college graduates. Oh, congratulations. Uh, in the yeah, and your yeah. wife did something Mahalo. good, huh? Uh, well, we uh, a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches the last uh, <laughs> 20, 26 years to, to get by. But you got to do right. what you got to do. Right. Oh, you got to do what you got to do. And tonight we're going to be talking about the 
one and one hundred ways to make a peanut butter sandwich. Is that right? <laughs> not <laughs> oh. a bad way to go, especially oh. when we're talking about money and uh, some other things. Yeah, but anyway, the uh, you know Tim is the uh, branch manager for uh, Kohala and Honaka'a, and uh, I've known Tim for well since back then. Yeah, uh, yeah. We go back. Yeah, 20, uh, 26 yeah. years, 26 year, almost 26 years now. Yeah, I, I remember the credit union. Uh, I remember talking to Pua Nanivea. <laughs> right. I, yeah, she was, uh, you know, working at the credit union. And I told her, you know, you guys should be like in bank. And she looked <laughs> at me and says, oh, no, that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, we we miss uh, we miss Puanani. She was uh, the mm. face of uh, Kohala Credit Union. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, for so many years. And I remember that I wanted to make a loan to buy a boat. Mm-hmm. And so you know you submit the papers, and then you had a uh, I don't know a committee or a board that met. Yeah. Well, uh, back then uh, when it was Co- when back when it was Kohala Federal Credit Union, that was uh, prior to the mer- merger with Hawaii Community or Kona Community credit union back at that time uh yeah they had a credit committee uh that met you know either once a week or twice a month uh that when loans were submitted by members that's how loans were approved by uh volunteers uh board members or a committee member who would make that decision and i had submitted my papers because i went to a boat to go fishing you know <laughs> and uh yeah it went before the committee and I, I don't know the names, but one of the guys was a fisherman. Right. And he said, oh, yeah, approve this guy. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And, uh, you know, I was a young guy. Oh, it wasn't that much money, a couple grand or something. Yeah. Uh, but the guy, I remember the story came back, and this one member said, yeah, 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 you know, approve his loan. You know, that, that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing. To be no, it uh, it is a good thing. And speaking of boat loans, I just helped someone with something similar. They needed a needed a boat to go fishing, and uh, we were able to help. All oh, right, on. Well, anyway, so uh, oh, that ahead. same request still comes through. But okay. uh, but anyway, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No. Um, well, I was just going to say the reason why I invited Tim is because one of our listeners approached me, and he said, "Jeff, I'm really concerned about this topic." And I think uh, you should talk about it because I don't think too many people know about it or understand it. Uh, I don't. And uh, it'd, be, it'd be good if you could do that. And so on the uh, program, you know, I've had you on before, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, we, talk about, we talk about anything under the sun. I mean, you know, it's sometimes wide open. We like to talk about plantation days, the plantation era and whatnot. But we also, like, when I get requests to, oh, can you talk about this? And I like to accommodate the listener, you know. Uh, it's important to them. So anyway, tonight, folks, uh, out there in Radio Land, I invited Tim Ashcraft because one of our listeners approached me and said, you know, I'm really concerned about this thing called digital currency. And, you know, it's something that I'm not really aware of. I, I heard about it. But, you know, I didn't really pay attention to it. And then he started to talk to me, and I thought, oh, wow. Let me uh, invite one of our local bankers here in the community uh, to share, you know, some information about it. And so that maybe more people will understand what it's about. And so that's why I invited uh, Tim to come Uh on tonight and talk a little bit about it. 
or as uh, much information you can share with us. But, well, I, yeah. I will do my best, uh, Jeff. Uh, thank you for the uh, opportunity to uh, speak with you and your audience. Um, I'm not an expert uh, on, on the digital currency piece. Um, I'm, of course, more in, more in the traditional uh, financial role um, in terms of credit union and bank. Uh, both credit unions and banks, are uh, we are regulated by the federal government, um, hence FDIC. You're familiar with those terms. Um, they, that is the main uh, regulator for the commercial banking system. And for credit unions, it's the NCUA or the National Credit Union Administration. Uh, digital currency is uh, has been kind of an up and coming thing. Uh, most most of your audience might be aware of heard the term Bitcoin. Um, that is a type of digital currency. Now, uh, digital currency um, is a little bit different than what's called electronic currency. Um, and I'm not trying to confuse the issue, but electronic currency is people may be familiar with person-to-person type of transfers such as Venmo or Zelle. Yeah. But digital, yeah. Cur- uh, digi- yeah, digital currency is more something called cryptocurrency, and that does get very confusing. I mean, even for me in the in the in the business, it, it's it's very confusing uh, to review. And uh, one of the topics that is coming up, and you know, and your audience members may have read it on the news, is that um, the Biden administration is making a study of creating a a national uh, digital currency, almost like a Federal Reserve for that. Um, so that is coming into play. There are several. There's, I believe, there are 15. I think when the research I did prior to this uh, for this call. Uh, there are 15 nations that have established like a central banking system to try to utilize a digital currency. Um, um, and that's an interesting concept. Um, I have some personal concerns with it in terms of, uh, in terms of privacy um, that does leave a, leave a footprint. Um, unlike, unlike cash where you, or even a check, you're just, you know, you're just doing your own transactions. Um, a digital currency would would have would have a trail. Um, so I have some concerns in terms of a, a, a national uh, digital currency exchange. So um, you know that, that's been a, a, a hot topic, at least what's been in the news recently and in the in the financial side. But uh, uh, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin has been in existence for at least ten to the last ten to fifteen years. It is becoming more popular. Um, in terms of an, a more of an investment or a speculative nature, um, I don't know if you've seen the news recently, but uh, Bitcoin uh, is now trading at over thirty thousand dollars per uh, Bitcoin. Um, there was a time when Bitcoin was going for five thousand dollars. So again, if you invested in Bitcoin and you stayed in the market, you did all right for yourself. Uh, but uh, you start getting into these digital currencies, and you start hearing terms such as um, block blockchain technology uh-huh. um, and, and whatnot, and that gets very, very, very confusing. And um, and uh, I, I'd probably stop there. I know I've been speaking for the last five minutes, but is there something? Is, did you have a question on any of that piece, Jeff? Um. Well, well yeah. You, you said like a, a a Bitcoin is worth thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Is that like well, how do you get your money? 
Exactly. And that's my point with cryptocurrency and those types of investments. And and what I counsel our members is that if it's not something, the general rule of thumb on investing, if this is not something you understand, don't get into it. Because uh, unlike it, uh, the cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, it's not a what's called a medium of exchange. It is not legal tenders backed in, in, uh, by the full faith and uh, full faith of the United States government. You can't just go to, uh, you don't have an ATM card or debit card with Bitcoin where you can just go buy your groceries at the Kata store. Uh, it, it is it is a different mode. And right now it's more of a speculative investment, in my opinion. Again, this is just my opinion, uh, which uh, always, and I'm a little bit more cautious in nature. Um, so, yeah. To me, I see members investing or customers investing more of a speculative nature versus what's termed a medium of exchange, where you purchase goods with it. Yeah. Now, there are, there are certain uh, vendors who were accepting Bitcoin for payment, such as Tesla. They did that for a little while, and, uh, and, uh, but I, I, I don't think that experiment lasted very long, and I don't believe there's, they're, they're taking that as uh, payment for services anymore. Um, I was in Hilo, and I walked into one of the uh, supermarkets. And as you enter into the the front door, you know it slides open. Uh, to the right, there's this was a big green machine where you could purchase a Bitcoin. And yeah, I, I've seen I've seen I've seen that too. Even filling up my uh, gas tank at the minute stop. Oh yeah, you know they have an they have an advertisement. Oh. It, they, there's a machine where hey, you put in twenty dollars and you get point one 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 of a of a bitcoin. Mm. I, I was kind of wondering what what was that all about. I guess I, you I, explain but it. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know how you can uh, you know withdraw it for cash at that point. Yeah, I, I, know, I have no idea. Th- that's why I said I'm a little worrisome on that because if you remember in. Uh, actually, it was just a year ago, uh, 2022, one of the uh, cryptocurrency exchanges, FTX, right. uh, they went bankrupt. And uh, look how many people lost everything yeah, that right. they, had, they had invested in it. Now, I'm not saying that's any different than some of the recent bank uh, uh, failures, such as Silicon Valley Bank. But again, those were deposits uh, insured by the FDIC, which uh, you know limited uh, some of the scope of uh of a of a bank failure, but with an FD, with the uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin in these exchanges, you know, such as those clients at FTX, they went belly up. Oh yeah, big time. And again, so uh, that's something to be mindful of. Well, Tim, this is Kovika here. Um, hey, how's it? Oh, well, uh, that was well, the question Jeff asked me to, at the beginning of the show. You know, in in. In view of the inflation, uh, if I may say, problem you're having, correct? Uh, there, are, there are things that, well, for instance, you said that it was uh, a concern about uh, security. You know, uh, who knows what and when and how much, and so much information is gathered. Uh, through this process, uh, and I've been reading about the inflation rate and uh, what is the other 
side of our recession. Correct. That's a the big balance the, the Federal Reserve is walking right now. Yeah, and, and it gets it gets so deep I was getting puzzled. So I instead <laughs> of reaching for a bottle of aspirin, I, I try to stay in in one factor. Um Well that's better than a different bottle that people might oh, re- reach for. Oh good. No fooling. Um it is, <laughs> as you said, uh confusing. It is the yeah. terminology for one, the other is uh yeah. the process. Uh, how yeah. government does it, how the private sector is looking at it as far yeah. as uh, uh, jobs and in, uh, uh, wages being paid. There, there's yeah. all kind of things that, that play into this, uh, this uh, accountability factor. You know, right. uh, how, how, how much is worth, uh, or what is worth how much. Um, the the f- the best example of the inflation uh, situation was, uh, as, as Jeff and I are, are in, our, in our second half of life, I, I could say, uh, we remember, or I remember, I'm not sure about Jeff, but candy bars being a nickel. Uh, soda pop was a dime. Um, you know, right. you, could, you could buy a comic for a nickel. And, right. you know, it, everything is well over a dollar now. You, you get a candy bar at the minute stop or some uh, right. uh, area. It's a dollar and forty or two for three dollars. You get a dean. Uh, <laughs> that's nuts. Um, and I remember as a as a child uh, asking my grandmother for fifty cents so I could buy a package of dried scallops. And she said, "Oh yeah, sure. I haven't had that in a while. When you when you buy the package, bring it upstairs to Tutu, and we'll share it." So I looked for the one with the biggest ones, or the one that I thought had the most <laughs> in it. You know, this is my Tutu. Right. I, you know, I'm going to do the, what I can for her. And so I I made the purchase. I went upstairs and I said, "Tutu, look what I got." And she said, "Is that all?" You know, when <laughs> when I was when when I was your age. We could buy a whole side of dried cod for five dollars, and I looked at her direct, straight in the eye, and I laughed. And and she told me, "You think Tutu Ohini is is lying to you?" I said, "No, Tutu, but you know it's not ridiculous. A whole side for five dollars." Yeah. Uh, and and then it it hit me right in the face when my son asked me for uh, two dollars so he can buy a can of soda. <laughs> what? To how much? <laughs> So um, prices have increased. Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, the, the other the other offshoot with inflation is, I mean, I I, I appreciate, uh, yeah, you know, the, the small kid times, but it, uh, yeah, same thing. We're all feeling it, no matter no matter the age. We've all had experiences, hey, five years, ten years, and whatnot. Correct. Uh, but even though things, even the products that you're buying, they might be the same price, but there's less product in it. Exactly. So it's kind of going back, kind of going back to your point with the. Uh, you know the the dried scallop. Yeah, I was looking for the best deal who had the most. But uh-huh. but if you're looking at the products that we're buying, um, yeah, there's less in it. And even though they're trying to hide it, trying to keep prices the same, <laughs> you're not getting as much for the dollar. Uh, right. So I totally completely get your point. Yeah. Um, the scary part with uh, the inflationary piece is, you know, the uh, again, this is my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when the federal government they spent a lot of money during the COVID times. To, to to try and prop up things, and you know that 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 had to be done. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, but when you start getting into a national debt where we're now well over 30 million, 31, 32 trillion yes. with a T, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't print that kind of money and not have uh, have an expect uh, have a consequence of that exactly. Uh, but where we're talking about the uh, difference between inflation and and a p- potential re- recession is with the increase in rates that we've seen, and we're seeing it on the mortgage side, we're seeing it on credit mm-hmm. card rates, we're seeing that on car loan, new and used rates have increased. That's making things more expensive. Uh, from the economic side, that's supposed to slow down demand and start bringing prices down. Um, and the fine line that the Fed has to walk is they don't want to slow up enough where that kicks you into recession and people are then, companies are laying off oh, and that yeah. creates a whole new set of problems. And what uh-huh. the Fed would, would normally do at that point, they would lower rates to and stimulate the economy. So we're kind of at this walking point. The, the most recent Fed meeting, they did not make any change to rates. Uh, they kept everything alone. Um, but the Fed chairman, Powell, did say, hey, we're still looking at increasing rates again before the end of the year. So, um, you know, there, there's still that fear in there. And right. that puts jitters on the markets, both on the financial side and the consumer and the and an employer who have an, who have employees. You know, what do we what are we doing here? So it does create a lot of confusion. Um, everybody is concerned about the value of the dollar, which is, you know, bringing it back to the digital currency. People are looking at, a, a, you know, alternative uh, alternative means of, uh, of conducting business. So um, it, we're, you know, as technology increases, this is kind of a natural offset. Will that... Uh, Will, how will cryptocurrency be regulated? Right now, it's not a regulated market by the federal government. Um, so there's a lot to be sorted out, uh, but I know it is being studied, um, and U.S. Is, is studying it. China, um, Middle Eastern countries, even Caribbean, I read, uh, have, have, have a, are looking at creating a national uh, digital exchange. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping my eye on it. Is there uh, anything happening uh, politically in Hawaii? Uh, is that a, a political issue that's being dealt with by our state legislators? Well, I don't, I don't see that as a, uh, as a state-level issue um, because, again, um, that, that medium, of, medium of exchange is typically the U.S. dollar, whether that's cash or check or, as I said, uh, electronic transfers. Um, but all those things are heavily regulated. So, for example, if you do a credit card transaction and it might be something fraudulent, you do have X number of days to file a claim or dispute. Whereas on the crypto ex- exchange or the cryptocurrency, if you're transferring, you know, it, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, that, that's why I said I have some some trepidation with that and uh, because it is not a regulated market right now. Um, and that's why I said there's going to be a lot of due diligence that needs to be done if, the U.S. federal government does decide to, to go this route and create a, um, you know, like I said, a, a national exchange where that can be used as a medium of exchange. But again, there would be heavily, you know, that would need to be heavily regulated, just like any bank or credit union or any other financial institution. Uh, Tim, uh, I have a question as, as to your opinion, please. Uh, okay. You mentioned earlier, as, as we went into the COVID situation for two years, uh, there are mandates. If you don't get the jab, you can't go to work, or you know businesses were being shut down because of 
such and such reason. And so they, uh, the government, federal government, were, were printing out relief packages uh, to 2100 here, uh, depending on the size of your family. But you know, uh, the, the consequence, uh, we, we spoke of this earlier, to every uh, thing that is done, there, there's rewards and consequences. Now, we, I understand if we don't have the gold or silver to back it up, we cannot just keep printing money. You know, it, it, pretty soon it's not no. worth the paper it's worth. It's written on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that happened in countries such as you know, such as uh, Venezuela. They, uh, yeah, they 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 overprinted, and uh -huh. um, you know, loaf of bread was a million. Venezuelan dollars. I'm, yeah, you know, I did, being yeah, a little, I'm, I'm, I'm being, uh, I'm being a little facetious. Yeah, yeah, no, but, I'm not that uh, much. But, oh. uh, but, uh, but that, but that's just it. Uh, the federal government and and buying the bonds and going into debt that takes someone buying our our treasury. So Correct. you know, if a country or someone else stops buying it, yeah, then you know that that becomes an issue. So, in terms of the political statement, every time the debt limit. Uh, that limit comes up, yeah, I get it. there's a little, some trepidation because, you know, even as a, um, as a consumer or home, if we ran our home like the federal government, you know, oh. we'd be broke, right? Right. Uh, uh, so it's almost like a different, different set of, uh, different set of rules. But, um, but with the U.S. government, they do have the ability to tax and, and uh, that's how they will get around uh, trying to pay for this stuff. But uh, being 30, over 30 trillion in debt, you know, uh, you have to cut spending, <laughs> uh, and uh, you have to raise revenue to kind of make that work, just like any household would. Yeah, you have to balance, correct? Right. Uh, you know, I, I took uh, economics, uh, not not as a filler course, you know, something to uh, get credit for. And my professor said, uh, you know, it, he doesn't understand the, the the theory or the theorems behind government. Because if you spend, outgo is more than income, bankruptcy is soon to follow. I mean, that, that, that's standard economics. If you spend more than you have coming in, then oh, poor house or on a road, <laughs> on a street. But, yeah. but they seem, uh, now, now this is just my opinion, uh, they yeah. may seem that, oh, we just raise taxes, we'll get more money in from the, from the people. So whatever we spend, uh, we'll balance it with the influx of, of uh, taxes or revenues yeah. coming in, which is insanity. I mean, you can get so many golden eggs out of the goose, and that's it. Let me give you an example. A okay. good example happened to me today. Okay. I went to pay for my uh, car registration, mm -hmm. and on my uh, receipt, there's six different taxes that I'm paying mm. to the state and county government. Yeah. And so I ended up paying $190.10. Ouch. And it was amazing. I looked at it, uh -huh. and it, it pointed out state gets this much, yeah. county gets this much, and then there's other fees. Okay. You know, county gets this much. State, yeah. I mean, it was like. Yeah. And I was going, wow, that's a lot of taxes. No fooling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, you know, uh, there's something I got to do. But the the thing you, you brought up about Venezuela was uh, I had a friend who <laughs> served her mission in Venezuela. 
and she said the uh, and and she was getting requests from her. You know, on her mission, she met a lot of friends, and her friends were pleading with her, please, <laughs> you know, help us get to the USA, get to America. Yeah. But yeah. what she was saying was that you know, as missionaries, she was a missionary. They would go and knock on doors. And she said, during the day, everybody was home because nobody had to work. Wow. You know? And, uh, and you know, of course, we, we know what happened. The uh, country right. collapsed. But she said that was amazing. Everybody was at home. You know, they didn't have to work. They got paid. But... Getting yeah. back to the, no, that, yeah, that, that, that can that can only happen that can only happen so uh, so long. But uh, right. you know, one of the interesting things that's happening, you know, U.S. nationally and even in Hawaii, even on our island, is you know, is uh, where 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 did the labor force go? Uh, pre-pandemic, you know, yeah. pre-pandemic, it, you know, we we were almost at full employment. Of course, when COVID happened, we're very resort. Uh, I'm sorry, tourist. Uh, uh, based economy yeah. in Hawaii, and, and our unemployment rate went from you know. Two three percent to over you know in the in the thirties almost overnight, mm. and uh, it's like now that we came out of it, it's like oh where did everybody go? Did everybody move away? Is it a housing issue? Uh, there's a variety of topics that come out of uh, you know what 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 our discussions been tonight, and you know I don't have the answer to that. I'm just you know posing the question. You know what if this happened? It was this too much stimulus, and people decided to do something else. There's for every action, there's a you know uh, an equal reaction. or greater reaction. Yeah. If you uh, go back to some of uh, uh, Newton's laws of physics and whatnot, but uh, it's just it's it's really an interesting to have the uh, have the discussion point on and and and, and talk story and brainstorm ideas uh, how we can uh, better help our community. Yeah, you know the interesting thing is uh, um, I see signs, uh, you know, when uh, even in county government. Uh, facilities are closed due to staff shortages. You know, and uh, I kind of think like, I think one of the best jobs I had was working for the county, working for right. government. Uh, they'll probably be the last ones to go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you work for the government, you pretty much got it made. And, you know, they're closing facilities because uh, staff shortage, they don't have the people to man the facility, and I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, really? Mm. You know, really? Yeah, and like you say, well, where did all the people go? Well, they moved to Nevada. Jeez, come on. You know, the housing is well, cheaper. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if everybody moved to Nevada. No, no. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just messing with you, but I, I, no. I agree with you. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's challenging. It's not just the... The, the public sector, county or state, it's private sector. I mean, restaurants, oh, yeah. Are only, oh, yeah. they're, yeah. they're not open seven days a week or, yeah. you know, certain grocery stores are closing at seven o'clock instead of nine o'clock mm -hmm. uh, due, to, due to those variety of issues. Yeah, but, but, uh, but I still think that comes down to uh, for, uh, an affordable housing issue, I think, which, which is a topic I think you had me talk on previously, Jeff. So yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't mean to get off topic. Not as okay. We talk about all kinds because uh, I, I did want to talk to you about it. I know the uh, credit union is very conservative. And uh, I remember back in 2006, 7, and 8 when they had the uh, uh, real estate meltdown. And, right. you know, we were talking about 
I had to ask you, what did the uh, credit union get involved with that? And you said, no, you guys are very conservative in your... Yeah, uh, we, uh, yeah. We, we've, we've always maintained a conservative uh, underwriting in our loan portfolio. Um, but, but again, uh, the difference between credit union and bank, again, we... we uh, you know, not that I'm trying to go off. It's uh, the movie. It's a Wonderful Life, uh, George Bailey uh, yeah. uh, example. But you know, your money stays here in the community. The deposits that the credit union take, we lend back to our community. Everything stays on island. We only do mortgages in the state of Hawaii, primarily on the Big Island. Wow. So, or auto loans. Everything is 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 here. So that's a big difference, and that's why we found ways even for our members that were having difficult times during the real estate crunch in 2007 and 2008. You know, we were not there to go out and, and foreclose. We were trying to try to find a solution. Yeah, right on. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we never foreclosed, but I'm just saying we, mm-hmm. we, it, was, it was not what was happening on the mainland and where um, large uh, mortgage banks uh, such as Countrywide, if you remember that name. Oh, yes, um, I remember you know, that. You know, the, the thing about they, it is... They, they, yeah, they went out of business. Yeah, I could I could walk into the credit union without even an appointment, knock on the door, and you'd look up from your desk and you'd give me a, a few minutes. I mean, yeah. we had that relationship with your with the credit unions in town, right? We know everybody, right. you know us, you know who we yeah. are, and, and well, all of that. I think that's goes, important. It, it goes back to your, uh, your boat example, yeah, yeah, we we'll, we can help, but uh, as I said, I'm not. Uh, I, we we try to find a way to help our members. I'm not saying I approve every loan. Uh, I got to protect our members as well because I am responsible. It, it, for, yeah, it's their money uh, for the community. So I have to make uh, certain decisions. Um, but I uh, but our goal is to to help as many as many people as we can. And 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 one of the tenets of credit union is is serving the underserved. Now, if you think about our community, we used to have two financial institutions, correct? Right. Bank of Hawaii right. and, uh, and Credit Union. And, uh, you know, uh, who stayed? <laughs> uh, uh, the People's it's, Bank. It's the Credit Union. The Credit Union right. stayed. And even in the, in the town I'm also serving in Honoka, uh, there used to be Bank of Hawaii, First Hawaiian Bank, right. um, North Hawaii Federal Credit Union. It's now HFS Federal Credit Union and us. Um, and then... Now there's only two financial institutions in Honoka, and wow. that's uh, HFS Federal Credit Union and Hawaii Community. Both Bank of Hawaii and First Hawaiian Bank have left that market. And again, I'm not, you know, casting any blame. I'm just, you know, that was a financial decision. But I'm just saying, from a philosophy point of point of view, uh, credit unions try to help those uh, in our smaller smaller communities sure. as well. Yeah, uh, to me, it's the People's Bank. But, uh, you know? again, I'm not trying to sound like a commercial here. Oh, not at all. Okay, Tim, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to the financial uh, uh, process of, of uh, e-banking. You mentioned concerns about um, uh, exposing, uh, I don't want to say secrets. That's not, that's not a good word, but you open Information. the doors. Yeah, for personal well, I, information. I, 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 I think I was talking about privacy. Um, I mean, uh, you know, with the digital footprint, uh-huh. um, I think I was talking about something. I, you know, there's a there's a balance between privacy and, and protection. Correct. <laughs> um, there's actually a good article. I think PBS actually did a good article on uh, 
digital currency and that and that and that quandary yes. uh, between uh, privacy and protection. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of people that do have privacy concerns with regard to that because, you know, on a digital currency, could if it's done at the national level, could the federal government see what you're doing on almost every transaction? Yeah. You know, that, that that would be a little worrisome. Whereas, you know, at the traditional bank and credit union, you know, they can't get that information unless the, there's a subpoena or something, uh, yeah. something like that. If there's a legal, uh, a legal item going on, because there is a, a right to financial privacy, uh, federal regulation that we that all financial institutions adhere to. So what what the point I'm trying to get to is that uh, as we are being more of an open book, so to say, as far as uh, the government being able to see where we spend our money and how we spend our money. Um, uh, is there any other uh, concerns as far as losing your privacy? Because uh, I'm looking well, at... Uh, at uh, well, um, what did you learn about, sir? Well, I, I guess I didn't mean to, to, to cut you off because, you know, what we're talking about is something that, ha- that has not happened yet. Yes. I, again, this is just... speculation. Uh, theor- this, this is just theorizing. It's just opinion. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just expressing my personal concern, uh-huh. but it just depends on how the, how this works out. Because currently, the, the digital digital currency market it is an unregulated market. Well, I guess where I'm going, uh, I'm trying to go is that uh, people who do not understand the situation or or the uh, complexity of of the topic that we're speaking on tonight, uh, uh, you know, fear starts in a mind that doesn't understand. So if they're hearing, oh, wow, you know, they're going to tap me in and um, blah, 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 and, and fear sets motion into the, into the equation. So how can we uh, explain to the listening audience uh, a, a baseline information uh, on how this thing works so that they will not be afraid, they, they'll have some kind of concept of what's going on. Um, well, uh, I mean, the, the benefit of, uh, of, of technology is that uh, all this information is available to you at your fingertips. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. It's, Google. there's, there's, art, there's, there's, <laughs> well, there's articles galore. Actually, even if you go to the, the Federal Reserve, you know, the Federal Reserve actually has a, a whole breakdown on digital currency and what they're looking at doing and trying to explain how that works. Yeah. Um, you know, there are there are plenty of articles out there on describing what is cryptocurrency, giving mm-hmm. you definitions just to help to become educated. Um, there's information on understanding blockchain technology, so you kind of understand how how that piece works. Yeah. And digital currency is is that you know there's an article I just re- recently read on on the is that the future of money. Um, it, there's there's a lot of information at your fingertips um, and. It's 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 actually really fascinating, um, but it, it just takes takes some time to be educated. And as you mentioned, the term fear, yes. you know, uh, you, you have you have to be educate yourself to be aware, which eliminates that that fear because fear is just it's unknown. That, uh-huh. That's what makes you well, scared, yeah, right? That gives you anxiety, yeah. the the, lack, uh, or lack of knowledge. What what, what uh, you know, like you said, there's a lot of information. You can go on YouTube. And which I yeah. did, and there's a lot of people that, that like to explain it to you, uh, the pros and cons of it. And right. uh, I, I think uh, you know you're right. The, uh, I think 
in looking at what we're doing right now is we're talking about a topic that maybe wasn't a topic. Yeah. But it's a topic that we should all be knowledgeable upon. We should have some information. And yeah. what I'm seeing is on Facebook, the topic is appearing more often now. And I was reading one guy's uh, comments. And evidently, there's some European countries that uh, joined together in having digital currency, you know, between their, their nations. And, he was, and he's saying, he's writing, and he says, I was in one of those countries. Yeah. And I don't know if this is real, what, you know. But he's, he's writing, and he says, I was in one of those countries. And his experience was, if you didn't have the money to travel to another country, yeah, that you couldn't. You couldn't leave. Mm. And he said these, those people were like indentured servants. They would work paycheck to paycheck and never be able to leave. You know, and I thought, hey, wait, hey, hey, this is getting like science fiction, you know. But yeah, I don't know because these guys are beginning to carry on this conversation on Facebook, and uh, like I say, like tonight, uh, we may not be making any sense to many people. We may, but it's it's something. It's <laughs> well, something to to look into. But I think the point, the point, the, the point yeah. of your program is just that, that it's a it's a community, it's a community space to discuss a variety of topics. Now, as I said at the beginning, I am not an expert. I oh, don't yeah, claim yeah. to be an expert on mm-hmm. on digital currency. I'm just aware of it, yeah. uh, just in 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 my position, um, because there's also fraud related, just just like anything else, there's could be fraud related to digital yeah. currency as well. Um, that that that's not any different than any other uh, financial instrument. There's fraud everywhere. Yeah. Um, and even more so now that uh, with the advent of the internet and as you said, Facebook, people try to sell things on Facebook that aren't legitimate. And uh, again, it's just, again, buyer as a, as a, a term that uh, from an economic class, buyer beware. Right. I have uh, an example where I have Kavika uh, point e-banking a great tool because I can check my accounts and I'm checking through right. my Visa credit card and I see a charge and I go, I never did that. And so I called the credit union and they put a hole on it and they said, okay, well, they're going to investigate. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I thought, oh, okay, thank goodness, you know, there's help. And, uh, and they did. They sent me a letter and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, oh, and then another one is, I got this text saying, okay, we, we withdrew money using PayPal uh, from this account, and uh, just click on this and, uh, you know, to make sure that was you. And I called the credit union at the call center and said, hey, I got this text message. And I told the, I told the lady what it was. I didn't, I didn't click on it. And basically she said, don't click on it. Don't open it. Because that's how they get yeah. information from you, hmm. and yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, it's, uh, uh, all kinds of yeah. Ways. We we it's called a phishing scam with a ph for phishing, uh, and yeah, it's it, it's it's on it's an ongoing thing 
all financial institutions are, are fighting to, to, to keep our members and customers uh, secure. I can see a, a senior member like myself, yeah, going yeah. like, oh, you know, we, we got this for you. Click on it, and, and yeah, you open it up. And yeah, it's, uh, the, but easy to do. But, uh, you know, going back to your commentary on, on eBranch, I mean, that, there are benefits of technology, whereas, yeah. you know, before, if you had a fraudulent transaction, you had to wait till you got your bank statement, which could have been 30 days from or more from the date of that transaction. That's right. Now you can now you can catch it quick. Yeah, I know. Uh, with, uh, with the eBranch and, and using that. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad it was uh, a charge from uh, Mac computers, and uh, I haven't dealt with Mac for like months. <laughs> and it says, uh, you know, I, I paid them hundred something dollars, mm. and luckily uh, you guys were able to. Uh, investigate that. Right. Well, Tim, there's a question that entered my mind. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, if, I, if I bring the chain of thought, I apologize. Uh, but as, as a financial, uh, a person that works in a financial institution and having some, I would imagine, leverage, um, would you be privileged to know if the federal government or local government, uh, I'm assuming it's federal because it is uh, finance, uh, uh, governmental mm-hmm. finances. Would they announce uh, a opening or a movement towards e-banking? Would they let the institutions know ahead of time? Or again, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing because e-banking is more of online banking. Yes. Oh, okay. um, are you talking? Are you are you talking more of the digital currency? Digital currency, yes. Excuse me. Thank yeah, you for they, correcting they, me. Yeah, they, they, they would have to provide information on that and whether or not, again, banks, credit, you know, traditional banks, credit unions and whatnot will, will, will be able to take that as, uh, as, I te- as I termed, the medium of exchange, you uh-huh. know, I'm ex- using that as could, that could be easily exchanged, uh, like in a digital currency could easily be exchanged for a, a U.S. dollar. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, that, I think that's what needs to still be pan out uh-huh. and uh, yeah the federal government would be the one to, to make that announcement so you would be more privy to that information than uh i, someone I don't know i i think that would be more of a, a general information but i think uh in my opinion yes financial institutions would probably get some uh maybe not direct uh, information ahead of time that might might come out mm-hmm. in terms of hey this might be happening our regulator, like the NQA or FDIC, hey, this might be coming down the chute. You may want to be prepared. Okay. Uh, that 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 type of thing. That we w- wouldn't be necessarily getting any more information than the than the public would. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. But uh, we they'd ha- they but the federal go- the federal government would have to create an exchange or a, a reserve system, a federal reserve system for for digital currency. I mean that, that that'll have to happen. Okay. So they they wouldn't. But, the, but that but that but. That, that'll have to take some time. This is not something that would yeah. be rolled out in one year or anything like that. Oh, okay. You see, because there, there's a, uh, a, as I mentioned earlier about about the COVID situation, there was so much fear that was a factor in, in people making judgments. Now, uh, it, it, that, is, that is a great uh, comfort to know that it, it's not going to be, oh, well, uh, next month we're going to, uh, we want to do this and... 
buyer beware. Ah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it, it'll take a, a, a process, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that so process is taking the, place right now. Yeah. 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 We're bringing it up it this is, topic. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Well, it is being taken place because, again, there are federal government, U.S., and other countries. And as you said yeah. earlier, there's other countries that have already established a uh, kind of a res- digital reserve mm-hmm. system. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's just a matter of being able to connect it to a, you know, traditional, using the term medium and exchange to purchase goods. And, and uh, again, that's, uh, that's going to be interesting to, to see how this uh, continues to roll out. Oh, I think the best thing is uh, for our listeners out there who uh, I hope have uh, been listening, hmm. uh, you know, take the time, uh, Google it, go on YouTube. There's a lot of information on digital currency and get kind of familiar with it. But I want to uh, yeah. jump to another topic, if I may. Of course okay. I can. <laughs> We've got about seven minutes left. And I just want to get your opinion on is affordable housing still a reality or not? I, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I know we've had this discussion before, um, but that's a, a, major con- a major concern of mine because I, I do believe that's playing a factor in, the, in, the, in our labor shortage in Hawaii and the Big mm-hmm. Island. Uh, there's nothing necessarily being, uh, nothing necessarily being built that I would call affordable housing. You'd have to make $25, $30 an hour, (laughs) uh, to get some of these, these homes that are being, uh, listed. The issue again for our island is there's just no, uh, no inventory. Um, which, uh, uh, prices up. You, yeah, so even with the interest rates that are going up, thirty-year yeah. fixed rates on mortgage loans are on, on a national level uh, around seven percent or higher. Right. Um, uh, you know, on a five hundred thousand dollar loan, that that's a that's a huge payment. Awesome. But if there isn't that inventory of hey things being sold, um, that's still I'm not seeing a decline. Personally, I'm not seeing a decline in prices. Mm. Uh, my my friend, he works for Cochrane Realty. And uh, on on Oahu, and I asked him how's things going. He said, "Oh, the buyers are military and veterans because no money down." Right. And he says those are the guys that are buying, which uh, you know prices out the local market, which makes it harder. But you right. know, not to blame anybody, but uh, yeah, the reason why I asked the question is. Uh, Rising interest rates. I haven't seen prices dropping. And uh, today I was reading about uh, people who were really, uh, I guess the word is complaining, about the uh, cost of renting a home uh, right. in, in Hawaii. It's like, uh, how can you afford it? You know, it's so high now. Well, I mean, uh, rents are, almost, are more than mortgage payments. Yeah. Uh, which it's like think about that. It wasn't that long ago. Hey, I was renting for five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that you know, I, I rented here when I first moved to Hawaii. You know, twenty plus years ago. Hey, we, we were renting a place for five hundred dollars. But you know, that same place now would be probably twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, when I uh, first mean, moved to Kohala in May of nineteen seventy one, yeah, uh, the Cabrera family, uh, they had a house. Uh, Cabrera home was uh, the newly stream. Behind Auntie Sarah Pooley's house. Yeah. And uh, Thelma Cabrera, yeah, who owned the property, told us 
oh, go live in the house for free because that way the house not going to die. Mm. If there's somebody living <laughs> there, yeah, they're going to take yeah. care of it. And so, you know, we lived there for free, which was, wow. You know, but, you know, fast forward 52 years later, uh, that dwelling, if you're still standing, would come in a pretty good price. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that that's true. And the the interesting thing is, most a lot of a lot of people have been in their homes twenty plus years. Looks like they they can't afford to sell because <laughs> yeah. where are you going to go? Yeah. Like, well, you go uh, to Vegas, uh, or you go to Nevada. Yeah, you yeah. go to Nevada. Like you said earlier. Right? Yeah, uh, but should you choose to come home, you oh, can't no, forget afford it. it. Yeah, you ain't yeah, coming back. Gone. Right. You sell your home One here in Kohala, you're not coming back. One way trip. Well, yeah. that's true. I mean, if you're an American Idol fan watching uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> our, our winner and, and uh, you know, his, his first thing he said, what are you doing? And yeah, priced out of paradise. And, yeah, uh, right. that, that's, uh, that's actually the most heartbreaking thing to hear. Uh, I had an interesting, uh, I was sitting in a, in a meeting with uh, Peter Savio. <laughs> you know, that guy does a lot of affordable units and whatnot. And, oh, that guy is really interesting, just sitting and listening to the guy. But... Um, you know, even he was saying, you know, like uh, our population, there's like a, a minus 1% per year that uh, leave. Yeah. And, and, you know, they move to uh, the Big Island, which is the mainland. Hmm. And, you know, it's sad. Our, our locals are leaving. And, you know, I think like uh, we have the saying in Kohala, keep Kohala Kohala. Well, yeah. I'll give it a few more years and... Who's going to remember Kohala? <laughs> we know locals in Kohala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, and local isn't I mean, a color yeah. to me. You know, It's people who've lived yeah. here for a long time. But, but yeah, it's, uh, but it's that's, tough. Uh, but, that's, uh, but, you know, Hawaii, you know, land is finite, and uh, we don't have the infrastructure of some other places where you can uh, efficiently build a, a track of homes. Uh, that our uh, local people should be able to enjoy and stay and raise their families mm. in Hawaii. Hopefully. But, you know, uh, but again, that, that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a government and, uh, and, and private partnership to make, make something like that happen. Wow. But, uh, it's so hard to get a permit pulled through the County. Correct. We've all experienced that, you know, even just to build a regular house, sometimes it's taking nine months to get a permit. Oh, so yeah. that, that's the, and time, and, uh, time is money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was going to uh, help my nephew build a, a house, you know, just a small little thing. And I called the uh, county in December, and they said, oh, yeah, submit it now, and uh, they'll probably get to it around in July. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go, oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. there's so many restrictions now. But anyway, I know, I know you got to be going. Right. Yeah. But I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come on your show and uh, talk story a little bit about uh, what's happening out there and uh, hope uh, hope it uh, was helpful to the community or hopefully to maybe create some more um, more questions and future topics for your show. Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, if anything, it provokes thought. And I really enjoy that. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah, Sam. Uh, it is my pleasure, gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you. I'll see you. Okay. I'll see you Aloha. in the office. Okay, take care. Aloha. Fine. Aloha. Aloha. Well, unfortunately, Alan, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> we got no music tonight. I got to go. That's okay. You know, I gotta time go flies when you're having fun. I got to call the tech and uh, find out all oh, what happened. You know. But uh, thanks, you guys, for listening out there. Uh, this is, uh, it's 7.59, 8 o'clock. We're going to sign off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But 
you know, if you have a topic that you think we should talk about, uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, do our, the best that we can to uh, bring it to light. But anyway, aloha and mahalo, and we see you next time.